It is great to see you guys. We're entertaining the Osprey that are watching us up here in the uh, nest this morning. And we're glad that you've joined us on this Mother's Day. You need to understand that um, from 6 o'clock this morning until now, we have taken apart one stage, reassembled another stage so we could get set up. The band is here. I don't know if you heard or not, but they're inside. Uh, and then uh, Michael and the girls and I are outside. And so we are just thrilled that you're with us this morning. Uh, for Mother's Day. If you have your Bibles, take them and open them up to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9 is where we're going to be this morning. And we're going to look at this passage of Scripture because, believe it or not, it is a powerful reminder as we kind of go through this series where we're talking about holding on and holding on close to Jesus through moments of crisis, that uh, one of the best ways that we can learn to hold on to him is when we remember who he is and what he's done. In other words, don't forget to worship. And so if you have your Bibles or it's open on an app somewhere, um, take a look. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new, new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, whose faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven, to proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you haven't seen him, you love him. And even though you don't see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, my mom is sitting in one of these cars this morning, and I know that this is Mother's Day, and this past year they released a survey of things that your mother never said to you, but you wish she had served, said to you. Now, that list includes something like this. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? Move closer to the screen. Turn your music up so we can hear it in every room of the house. Let me smell that shirt. Yeah, you're good for another week. Keep it on. Go ahead and keep that stray dog, honey. I'll be glad to feed and walk him every day for you. Well... If all the other moms are letting their kids go, that's good enough for me. Or this one. The curfew around here is just a general time to shoot for. We're not running a prison. Come home when you like. And this one. I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. Now, I don't know if that's something you wish your mom would have said to you. Uh, but moms are notorious for giving good advice and helpful advice and saying the things that you need to hear that will help get you where you need to be. And believe it or not, this is a passage of Scripture where Peter does that. This is a passage of Scripture where he comes along and offers good parental advice in the midst of the storm. And sometimes we get caught in situations that are just frustrating. Uh, things like a coronavirus, stay-at-home orders things that we had nothing to do with creating, yet at the same time, we seem to suffer the consequences for them. And as a result, we find ourselves sometimes frustrated, upset, a little bit angry. Uh, we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. We get upset because things just aren't as they need to be or they're supposed to be. 
That's what this passage of Scripture is for. And in verse 6, it says this, You've been distressed by various trials. The word there means a many-colored trial or all kinds of trials if you're trying to understand it. A trial is anything that's an adversity, a problem, something that you have to work and struggle your way through. And so Peter steps into this conversation with the verses that we just read, reminding us what we have to be thankful for and how we need to hold on to that and not let go of it. Now, please understand what happens here. Peter does not minimize the problem, but he does maximize the solution. And I want you to understand that we follow a Savior who understands our struggles and who understands our problems, and he does, ne- he does not ever minimize our problems. He cares, and he wants you to know that he's with you as you go through it. So he has a problem, but he does always maximize the solution, and the solution is holding on to him. And so Peter is saying, in effect, I realize that you're going through all kinds of problems, uh, and, and he's not just talking about threat of death or the persecution, but all kinds of problems. The word he uses kind of covers a big umbrella of stuff. And he says, I realize you're going through all those kinds of things, but you can hold on to Jesus and know that you're going to move through it in a way that's going to draw you closer to him. You remember that uh, Scripture over and over again reminds us that you are going to face problems and you are going to face storms. I wish that you were exempt from that. I, I wish that we would somehow get a pass that would keep us from having to go through some of the stuff that we go through, even pandemics. But just because you're a follower doesn't mean that you get that kind of pass. And so there are some things that you have to remember as you move through the storm, as you move through uh, this season that we're in right now. Um, and, 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 you know, and the great news is, if you watch the news, this season we're in right now, you know, things are looking a little bit better, looking a little bit brighter. I know some of you today have lunch reservations somewhere in restaurants, and you're just so excited to go into a restaurant because you haven't seen one open for the last six or eight weeks. But even as we move through this, there are some things that we have to learn and we have to remember um, that we can hold on to. And so the first thing I want you to see out of the passage is this. Now, here and now, is not forever. In other words, the problem that you're going through now is only temporary. When Peter makes a reference to the difficulties and the struggles, he uses the phrase we talked about a minute ago, for a little while. Our problems don't last forever. And each season doesn't last forever. And when we make it through the season, then there's another one that comes. Sometimes those seasons are easy. Sometimes they're tough. But our attitude has to be one that reminds us of those old phrases that you've heard time and time again. Don't sweat the small stuff, and remember it's all small stuff. And you say, well, my problems right now aren't small. They're big. But when you step back and take a look at those problems in light of eternity, you're able to get perspective on them. Usually for us, when we have a problem, the problem is huge with a capital H. And when we look at our problems, they don't seem like they're temporary. They feel like they're permanent. But it is perspective. Uh, For example, if the sun were shining outside right now and you could look up and see the sun and you had a quarter in your pocket, you would probably be able to take that quarter and put it in front of your eye and block out the sun. You could shield your eyes from the sun with an object the size of a quarter. But at the end of the day, if you were to ask the question, is the quarter the same size as the sun? You all know the answer. It's not. So what's the difference? It is the matter of perspective. 
our lives are always moving forward, and we're always on a journey that God has scripted for us. He's not surprised by the things that happen. He's not worried about the things happening to us. As a matter of fact, he knows that our problems are only temporary. And you and I can learn how to endure anything as long as we realize that it doesn't last forever. Peter reminds us of that. And so even as we think about holding on to him, and even as we think about this season of life that we're in, you have to remember that this season doesn't last forever, and it will pass, and a new season will begin. And so Peter instills some hope in some folks that desperately need to hear it, and we discover that as we stay closer to him. And so if you would, bow your heads and hearts for just a moment. Uh, I'm going to come back later. We'll pull a couple more things out of here for you, uh, but let's pray. Jesus, you are so good to us. And sometimes our perspective gets so laser-focused on the problem at hand that we forget to look to you and remember you're even there. And so, Lord, I'm thankful for this group of people who have come together. I'm thankful for the fact that we can worship here uh, in this parking lot. I'm thankful for this day because unlike the Easter Sunday that we got together, we weren't able to get out of our cars, and uh, it was a little bit different. So the fact this morning that we can roll down the windows and we seem to be able to chat back and forth and uh, that we're able to uh, look around and, and kind of move about more, that's good. And so, God, help us to recognize that in our lives as we follow you, we make discoveries about who we are and who you are as we move through those trials and struggles and remind us of how great you are and remind us to worship and hold on to you no matter what it is we face. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now remember, uh, we told you a second ago that now is not forever. There was a man who had gotten sick. He got a cold. He went to the doctor and was frustrated when the doctor said, I can't cure your cold. Matter of fact, we don't have a cure for the cold. So what I need you to do is take some aspirin, drink plenty of fluid, go home and get plenty of rest, and you'll feel better in a few days. Well, that was very unsatisfying to the man because he felt miserable anyway, and so he didn't like the fact that there was nothing that he could do. And so uh, the next morning he got up, and while he was still dressed in his pajamas, he started moving toward the front door, and his wife looked at him and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting ready to go for a walk. And she said, it is raining outside, it is cold outside, and you have a cold, you'll catch pneumonia. And the guy said, exactly, because I know if I get pneumonia, I go to the doctor, at least he can give me something for that, and I'll feel better. He desperately wanted something to ease the pain. When you are in the midst of tough times, when you're in the midst of moments where life gets hard, Again, it is difficult to remember that it doesn't last forever, but it doesn't. But not only that, if we go back to our passage again, you also discover that the here and now, this moment, is also your chance to choose. Now is the chance to choose. The problem that you're going through, the situation you're going through, the scenario that you're living through doesn't have to make you miserable. Look back at verse 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have to suffer grief. And Peter is making reference there to all the good things that God does for us. In verses 3 to 5, if you go back and look at the passage, he lists them out. We have received God's mercy. We've been given new birth and new life. 
We can live this life with a sense of hope and optimism. We don't have to be afraid of death because Jesus conquered death. We have an eternal inheritance that's waiting for us that can't be destroyed. And we're protected by God's power until the end of time. And so if all of these things are true, and they are, by the way, then a few temporary problems and setbacks shouldn't rob us of the joy that we have for living the life that God gave us. Because the things that are most important, no one has the ability to take away. God's mercy, God's power, and his eternal life, that lasts forever. And so the question for us is, are we willing to choose to stay connected to him, and are we willing to stay in contact with him, especially when things get tough? Um, it was Mother's Day, and a man uh, called his mom. And when he called, he asked how she was doing, and she said, well, I'm not good. I'm very weak, very weak. And he said, well, Mom, why are you weak? And she said, I haven't eaten in 32 days. He said, Mom, why haven't you eaten in 32 days? What's going on? She said, because I didn't want my mouth to be full in case you called. Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all week in the parking lot. Um, Abraham Lincoln said this way, a person is as happy as he makes up his mind to be. In other words, he's saying it's your choice on how you react to trials and tribulations. Peter comes and adds to that, or said it before Abe did, but he says we have every reason to rejoice because of God's goodness toward us. And if we can remember that and hold on to that, it does change the perspective we talked about earlier that helps us when trials come. But the other thing that you have to remember is simply this, the third thing, is that the problem, situation that you're in right now, believe it or not, will help you grow. And so now can make your tomorrow better, or now can make you better tomorrow. Let's put it that way. Now can make you better tomorrow. You've heard the principle before. We all hate it, but we know that there's a great deal of truth to it, that pain precedes growth. It just doesn't seem to be any way around it. You don't really grow without a little bit of pain. Um, I, I wish that, um, you know, just sitting around doing nothing would cause growth. I, I wish just, just taking it easy would cause growth. But most things in life, if you have to face them and it takes a little bit of effort, you discover that the end result has grown because of what you had to go through. Discipline is something that the Bible talks about. And, and one of the things that's happening in our world sometimes is we forget that God is using everything that comes into our lives to grow us closer and grow us deeper in our walk with him. Just like an athlete gets a little bit stronger by working out and trying to go through all the motions that they need to go through to get better at their craft and their skill, every problem, every temptation, every situation, every struggle allows us to step through it and step beyond it. And as we do, we should be a little bit stronger because of the journey uh, that we've been on. And so not only do we have to remember that now is not forever, and we get to choose how we face the now. We can't change the now, but we can choose how we face it. We also have to remember that what we're going through will make us better tomorrow. Verse 7 says this, These problems have come so that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus is revealed. And that means... Whatever the situation right now, God is in the process of using it to make you something more than you were when it started. No matter how tough it seems, no matter how difficult, no matter how upside down your world gets. There was a TV show one time that had a, uh, a group of characters on it, and, uh, and it's a TV show from a long time ago. But in the, 
the show came up with one scene that became very memorable. It's been replayed. People have used it in church scenarios for years where a character's parent had passed away. The character's mother died, and she went, and her priest was trying to tell her and explain to her that God would not give her anything she wasn't strong enough to handle. You've probably heard that kind of advice before. Her response was this, does that mean if I were a weaker person, my mother would still be alive? And in that moment, it summarized and encapsulized the way that so many people face troubles and trials and struggles in life. Now, it's not the right way to look at the problem. As a matter of fact, it's a very uh, interesting argument that some people will like to make, um, but it's not smart. Because what it does is it completely jettisons what the concept of God you should have really is all about. You have to understand that God gives us problems that when he gives us situations, when he allows problems to come in our life, he doesn't give them to us to match our strength. What he does is he steps in and gives us the strength we need to match whatever it is we're facing. And there's splitting hairs sometimes when we think about it because we go, well, if I'm weaker, then I won't have the problems. No, that's, that's silly. That doesn't work that way. But what happens is with each problem, each scenario, God then injects into your life what you need because here's the reality. The advice that the priest gave to her was just wrong. God will give you more than you can handle on your own. His invitation is that you'll handle it with him. That's what Peter's talking about here. He's simply saying, life is going to be tough. And life is going to be rough sometimes. You remember in the Bible where uh, Jesus talks about the builders who built their home and built their house on two different types of sand? What was the common thing between them? They both faced storms. The question is, how are you going to choose to face the storm? Because each one of us in our lives certainly will have things that we'll face that will be difficult. But when you are connected to God and holding on to him, he gives you what you need in that moment to get through it, and it shows you not how great and how strong you are, and it doesn't show you what a great survivor you are, but it does remind you of what a powerful God that we love it is and who he is and how he works. And it reminds us um, that he's not going to turn his back on us no matter how bad things get. God takes great pleasure, by the way, in taking your life and in the midst of whatever it is you're going through, interjecting himself into your world and allowing you to lean into him and discover that he is more than enough to get you through it. And when it's done, you walk through it and you somehow are closer. See, that's the advice that Peter's giving here. And he's reminding us again and again as we look at our lives, as we take inventory of our lives, no matter what it is, your success, uh, your victory in life has very little to do with how few your struggles are. But your victory and success in life has everything to do with how big God is and how he carries you through the midst of it. As we look at life and as we move through a phase where it seems like we're going to be able to stick our heads out and the world's going to open up a little bit, you have to remember, um, this season that we've been through, that's just, it's a trial. It's nothing more, it's nothing less. Will there be others? Of course there will be. Will they be like this? Who knows? But if you think about it, a couple months ago, we had no idea that this was out there looming in front of us, and we had no idea that this existed. But yet here you are today. You've survived it. You've come through it. And once again, you've been given a day that God has given you to embrace. And so as we think about the advice that Peter gives, we are reminded again that we have so many opportunities and now that we're in wherever you are right now, whatever it is going on, 
It doesn't have to last forever. And you get to choose how you're going to face it. And not only do you get to choose how you face it, when you're done, it's going to make you a better version of yourself, the best version of you, if you will. And so we bow our heads and hearts as we pray once again as we get ready to sing. God, I am thankful that you don't leave us alone. And we recognize that you are the giver of all good things, and one of the good things that you give to us is the strength that we need to face those difficult moments. Sometimes, Heavenly Father, it seems like we're living our lives way off script. And while we feel upside down and disjointed, we have to remember that And when we hold on to you, we discover a Heavenly Father who's never lost, who's never surprised, who's never confused. And nothing, nothing can snatch us out of your hand. And so, Lord, because of that, we have the freedom to move through each and every season, each and every day, confident and knowing that we will have what we need when we need it. And not only will we have what we need, but because of the way that you bless us, we always discover that we have what we need and then some. And so, Lord, remind us of that this day, because that's what draws us to you and allows us to worship. When the sun is out or when it's hidden behind clouds, when life is smooth with no bumps or when the road becomes very rocky and treacherous, In every moment, every situation, we can rely and trust in you. And that gives us cause to worship. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sure you guys sounded great. I I I can see the hands out the windows. That was cool. That was fun. Uh, We were loud in the back. Uh, And if you stand in the hallway, what you're missing that I'm getting to experience is you get to hear what's coming off these but you also then are picking up the delay because of what's happening live. And so there's a sweet spot in that hallway where for a couple of minutes you don't know exactly what you're hearing and what's live or what's not. Um, again, as we look back at that passage, here's what you need to remember. You know, the, the problems that you have, the things that we're going through, whether or not you even cause the storm that you're in is irrelevant. What is relevant is how we react to it. And please, please remember, that the problems that we face, the seasons of life that get tough, they're not meant to take the strength out of you. God uses them to put the strength back in you. There was a boy who said to his father, I wonder what mom would like for Mother's Day. And his daddy suggested, well, we could make her breakfast in bed. We could clean the whole house for her. Or you and your brothers could promise not to fight anymore. Or you could promise to get up on school mornings the first time she calls you. And the boy just stopped and was shaking his head, Dad, 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 no. no. I was thinking of something more practical like a necklace. I am hoping that this day has been a reminder to you, even as we've had to kind of work to get together in the parking lot again. Uh, we've got clouds overhead, but it is Mother's Day. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet to wish your mom happy Mother's Day, uh, please take the time to do that. Uh, moms, if you're in the house today, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, hopefully, you got a gift. We have one for you. Uh, if you didn't get one, you can get one on the way out. I'm sure we'll get out there somewhere so we can pass those out. But we just want to honor you and just say how grateful we are for the love of a mom um, and, and just want to make, make sure that you have a, a good day today.